And now, a word about our sponsor. The Kinky Boys podcast is brought to you by How to Kill a Superhero, the BDSM book series by author Pablo Green. If you've ever fantasized about a juicy muscle beast encased in lycra, bound and gagged, then your moment has arrived. This is the book series for fans of superhero fetish, bondage and transformation fetishes. The books are available on paperback and Kindle at the Amazon store in 13 countries. Book 3, Transformation Fetish, launches this fall. You can also buy autographed copies of the paperbacks, t-shirts, spandex wrestling singlets and bondage rope at howtokillersuperhero.net. Kinky Boys listeners can use the discount code KINKYBOYS, all the one word, for 15% off any order. Shipping is available worldwide. These books are pervy as pervy can be. How to Kill a Superhero, there's a power rising inside you. The Kinky Boys Podcast. Exploring one kink at a time. Craig and I'm Adam and today we have our special guest Pop Sparks. Hi guys. So yeah our special guest today is Pop Spark. Um, could you tell us a bit about you, who you are, your kink history? Right so I come from what most guys would call a fairly vanilla background. Uh, in my relationship uh, with the man I now call Master, uh, for, t- for a good two years I didn't get involved in any kink, it was just pure plain vanilla. Mm-hmm. Uh, about, about two years ago because we're now in a four-year relationship, so now two years ago. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Uh, so yeah, we got involved with the furry community. Uh, we both discovered that we are hidden secret furries down deep down inside, and I think that opened up a whole new world for us, because there's obviously the play of escapism in there. Uh, but yeah, that opened up a whole new world for us. We found lots of other different kinks that we liked, uh, which then opened up, to a degree, the world of puppy play to me. Uh, Adam helped introduce me to that. Uh, my first point of contact in the puppy world. Uh, I've been puppy for exactly a year a day now, which I didn't realise. So yeah, uh, exactly a year a day I've been a puppy. Uh, Happy anniversary! <laughs> thank you. Uh, I've come to learn a lot of things about myself in that time. Uh, it's it's definitely increased my self confidence. I've found lots of things that I do like. In fact, the list of things that I don't like is much shorter. <laughs> uh, I think a lot of people can sympathise and understand that. Uh, but yeah, I've tried lots of things in my very short period of time in this kink world. Uh, I've got a lot of things left that I do want to try. So it's going to be interesting. So today we are going to be talking about saline. Yes! Have you ever seen those pictures crop up on Tumblr where a guy's got a giant water balloon ball sack or giant pumped penis? Well, we're going to talk about that. So, Sparks, for members of the audience who don't know, what is saline injection and what is pumping and what are the differences between them? Right, so there's a few differences, but mainly the idea of both of them is a temporary increase in the size of your cock and all your balls. Uh, just whichever you see fit, really. Now, the main difference between them is that with vacuum pumping, it's basically you put a container over your cock and all your balls, again, whichever you see fit, and then you suck out the air, which creates a vacuum, and then causes your body to displace some fluid into your cock and or balls. 
cause a swell up to, as you've seen, rather large sizes. Now, saline's a little bit different in that you don't have to put anything over it. It's not your body's natural fluids that's filling up your cock and balls. But saline, as you may or may not know, is a body-safe chemical which people inject into themselves or infuse, I believe is the correct term. Yep. Uh, some people do various amounts, different sizes, depends on what goal you're wanting really. You can go from a few hundred milliliters of it up to, I think the biggest I've seen, it was seven liters. So, wow. yeah. So you can go, you can go to some crazy sizes with it. Wow. And, I mean, do the two work together? Because it's pumping basically, as you said, works through um, diffusion of um, liquid through the vacuum. Yeah. That's a horrible explanation of it. Pumping actually sounds like it might hurt because you're basically forcing your body to swell. Like, not because you've there's anything in there, but because it sounds almost as if you're damaging it. Is that the case? Well, if you use too high of a pressure, you can. You can actually damage it. Uh, I've seen many, many gruesome pictures of when that's happened, and it's not something yeah. that you want, trust me. Uh, but if you do, it's just like everything, if you, if you do it safely, you do it in moderation, then it's not going to cause any permanent damage. Uh, as for the pain, there is some discomfort involved in it, Especially considering the periods of time that you have to do it to achieve any results, but really, it, 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 the pain's negligible. You'll find that most people who like this type of play are particularly okay with pain. Hmm. How long do you need to pump for before you see any results? Right, so, it depends on the day. As strange as it sounds, it depends on your body's fluid levels. If you're particularly well hydrated, the temperature—it's got a few variables involved. Hmm. But sometimes it can take half an hour. Sometimes, literally, you can be sat there for hours and nothing will happen. So, it's very hit and miss. Okay. Whereas saline, um, because the fluid that you're putting into yourself is body safe, does it, like, you're just sticking it into areas where there is space anyway, and it's just making the skin expand around those areas, right? I think we disconnected for a second there, guys. Can you ask that again? Uh, so, with saline, you're just essentially putting it into gaps in the body anyway, and because it's a body-safe chemical, it's just water with the same amount of salt as the inside of your cells, so it doesn't burst anything or shrink any. Pretty much, yeah. I um, mean, it's basically, are there any risks involved in that? Well, as with piercing your skin, injecting anything, be it saline or insulin or anything like that into your body, uh, there's always risks. There's a risk of infection, particularly down, obviously, in your genital regions. Mm -hmm. as, we, as we know, that's probably the first part of a man to get sweaty. So yeah. there is always a risk of infection. There's always that. It's a matter of maintaining hygiene before you do it, during and shortly after you do it. Uh, there is... Obviously, you're sticking a needle in your cock or your balls, so there's a risk that you're going to hit something. Yeah. So, yeah. so <laughs> you, you can imagine uh, that's one of the main considerations when anyone is thinking about doing this, and that's what usually puts a lot of people off. Mm. The fact that it can go wrong, it does go wrong. Uh, you just have to be careful about it, really. I mean, as you know yourself, again, depending on your body temperature, uh, sometimes the skin of your sack is quite quite loose, uh, sometimes quite tight. Uh, what people usually do when sticking a needle in, is get your body temperature up, 
it loosens the skin of the sack and gives you a bit more of an area to play with. Yeah, so okay. Uh, but yeah, main risk, I would say, providing that you've got your head screwed on and you're not sticking it directly into your testicle, which is obviously not the end of the game, uh, your main risk is that? infection. So, I'm sure someone probably would have. You know what people are like. <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen it on, on, on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, can the two be combined? Like, um, because vacuum pumping displaces, displaces fluid, can you combine the two so you use the fluid from saline in pumping? It's something that I've seen done, but I don't really understand what the point of it is. Because uh, with, with, with saline, I mean, if you go and do saline, there's no real need for pumping in my mind, because once you inject however many litres or milliliters that you're going to inject into your body, that's kind of that's kind of it, you're done. Most people, when they do it, go to their maximum capacity, and obviously skin only stretches so far that is a maximum capacity. Mm. Uh, so I don't really understand the purpose of what you would have to do is inject a small amount of saline and then pump on top of that. I don't really understand the purpose of that. I don't understand why people would do it. But that said, there are people that do it, so there must be some, some enjoyment to be gained from it, some benefits. One thing I've seen um, on the internet is people who pump the saline into their balls and then rather than waiting for um, the saline to diffuse into their cock, pump it to try and get it there quicker. Yeah, I've, I've, seen, I've seen that before. And I suppose it depends on how, uh, how squeamish you are, really. Uh, yeah. some, some people, rather than waiting for it to diffuse into their cock, just to put bluntly, just stick a needle in there and get, get it going. So yeah. it just depends on how brave you are, really. Yeah, because I imagine lots of people would be put off by how invasive preparing for this is. It's, you know, sticking a needle in yourself isn't easy. Uh, no. <laughs> it's so, funny because the first time I've done it, and I'll, I'll say this now, I have only tried saline once before. Hmm. Uh, I have experience in other areas which we'll talk about in a little bit, but I have only done saline once before. <clears throat> and to be honest with you, there was no real, there was no pain of putting a needle in. There was nerves, there was always nerves, but yeah. immediately after I got the needle in, got it all prepared, it was a matter of what was that all about? What, where was the worry? So. Yeah. Um, so we've talked about like how squeamish it sounds and how dangerous it can be if you go too far too fast or if you do it without your head screwed on. What is the attraction to it? Besides the obvious of everybody wants a bigger cock. <laughs> well, that's something that no doubt varies from guy to guy and it can change from time to time as well. I mean, initially what drew me to it was... The, the, the sheer size that can be gained from it. Mm-hmm. And don't get us wrong, size is temporary. But who wouldn't take a, a small risk, in my mind, for a temporary size gain? And sometimes it can last a day. Sometimes, depending on what you do, it can last for weeks. Sometimes it can last for months as well, which is a crazy part. <coughs> Some people even do it permanently. So, oh, yeah, isn't that when they use silicon? Yes, yeah. yeah. And naturally, there are own risks involved in that as well. But mm. yeah, some people do that permanently. Not something that I would do because we don't live in an ideal world. You have to go out in public again. So I'm not into exhibitionism. Oh. Uh, I mean, I've but, seen uh, that um, full fetish events. There is a guy that has a. He's had to have a custom jock strap made because I'm not sure if it's actually saline or permanent silicone. But he always comes out to the fetish events with a huge rubber jock with a giant um, water balloon ball sack. Is he German or English? I have no idea. I've never talked to him. Uh, I always see him at events. 
the guy in London is English and it's silicon. Yeah, I know who you're talking about there. We won't mention names, obviously, but uh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, uh, there's a definite attraction to that. I think for those who enjoy ex- exhibitionism, uh, obviously limitations to it as well. But uh, other than the cosmetic appeal, and some people like it, some people don't. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. There are other factors. Uh, if it's something you've never tried yourself, it's not something that you'd really understand. But the weight of it. <laughs> When when you obviously diffuse the bodily fluids to that area or inject fluids to that area, I mean, as for the guy who I've seen who put six litres into his body of it, you pick up six litres of water and feel what that feels like. You imagine that in your in your scrotum, in your cock. It's quite a unique oh, feeling. Six kilograms as a ball weight. Yeah, that would be pretty intense. Yeah, so I think that's that's a lot of it for most people. Again, it's not something they can really understand until you've tried it, I think. But uh, yeah. I can imagine it, it would be constantly drawing your attention towards your genitals. Because I often use, like, if I'm going out for short times, I put in the bull stretcher just because I enjoy fe- constantly feeling it, brushing against the material in my pants. Just It makes hmm. it more sensitive, and you're constantly reminded of your balls, basically. Your attention's always on them. There's something defaultly sexual about that. So I can imagine just having this extra weight there having a similar effect. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like I said, it's like wearing a ball stretcher out in public, even around the house, wearing chastity. That, to a degree, it constantly draws the attention to the area, as you all know. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I think you, you can draw similarities between vacuum pumping and saline in terms of the feel of it to... The likes of trust in wearing ball stretches purely because it, it constantly draws the attention to that. Hmm. So yeah, I see where you're coming from with that. Yeah. After you. No, you go first. There's another area to it which I've never heard anyone mention before. I've never seen this on the internet, on forums and the likes. But what is another potential draw to it is that, and rema- talking about uh, trust, it reminded me of this, it can sort of act as a form of trust because... I, I assume you've seen plenty of pictures of it. You can yeah, go to ridiculous. So big, you basically can't actually get to the cock. Exactly, yeah. Uh, you, you, you become so big that you, it's for all practical purposes useless. So that is. I think that's a big problem in its own way. I can see why a lot of people would find that hot. It's so big, it's just there for display and to be looked at. It, you can't do anything there. You're big and sexual, but also useless at the same time. A lot that's of bottom fun. I like that idea. <laughs> I mean, I'm not in all likelihood going to pursue it, but that's purely out of squeamishness. But I do like the idea. Yeah. I mean, I like the idea of enforced body modification and such. Mm. One thing, I know it's probably not possible but the one thing that puts me off is the fact that it basically becomes a singular water balloon shape yeah rather than keeping the natural you know two testicle shape if there was some way to just keep that definition of two testicles and just make it your balls but bigger so i'd love to try it for that you would need implants as opposed to liquid and there aren't sort of fake balls that you can get for people who've had um, testicular cancer and they've had to have their balls taken 
take a nap, for example. And so it wouldn't surprise me if somewhere out there, either now or in the future, someone has taken those prosthetics and gone, you know what? I wonder what happens if we make them bigger. Now, it's funny you mention that because I've sat talking to a guy recently uh, who actually has had that done. So it's really? already oh, wow. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, he's had... Uh, He's had his, he hasn't had his testicles removed or replaced, but you can get sort of similar breast implants, I imagine. Uh, sort of like sacks that encase his testicles and make it permanently larger. Wow. That's, okay, that's cool. That's interesting. I personally really don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got its draws and it's got its uh, drawbacks, so to speak. Mm. <laughs> um, so you mentioned that you've only done saline the once. How often have you tried pumping? Sorry, we're, bri- we're breaking up there, guys. Uh, you mentioned you've done saline just the once. How often do you do pumping? Right, well, pumping for me used to be something that... And there's a bit of a story behind this, but pumping mm. for me is something that I used to do pretty much every time I got the opportunity to. Uh, anytime I had a day off work. Uh, it was it was constant. It could be a few times a week. Uh, oh. But I was finding, personally, it wasn't becoming... It wasn't enough for me. And this is where my addictive personality comes into it. Now, I, I wasn't getting the size that I wanted out of it. I wasn't getting the same kick or throw out of it. Mm. I was wanting to constantly push it and push it. Uh, and that's why I tried saline. Okay. Now, unfortunately for myself, I did have quite a bad experience with it. This oh. this is down to my own error, my own mistake. Okay. Now, I'll go ahead and describe what happened, if you like, yeah? Yeah, sure. Feel free. If you're, if you're happy to, yes. Yeah, yeah. There's no off-limits with me. <laughs> so, uh, basically, got it all prepared, hygiene, everything was clean, sterilised. Uh, put the needle in, sometimes called a cannula or catheter, I believe. But put, uh, put the needle cannula. in. Yeah. Got, got all prepared. Got all the air out of the line, which, obviously, you don't want to inject air into your body. Uh, got all prepared, got it all set up, put it in. And I believe this is where your mistake came into it. What you should ideally do is you should set it to a specific flow rate, normally like one or two drops per minute or something like that. Yeah. Now, <laughs> this is where my mistake came in. I set it to fully open so it was literally flown. Oh, ouch. Now, there wasn't a problem so much with what you would expect to be the problem of like your skin not stretching fast enough or anything like that. That wasn't the problem. Uh, your skin stretches pretty rapidly. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the problem, well, what I believe to be the problem, is when you displace that amount of fluid into your body, it can have quite an adverse reaction in that I nearly wiped it out. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah, now, it, it was really, really scary, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, my vision went all white and fuzzy, I could barely see. It sounded almost like my head was underwater. Yeah. Uh, I started profusely sweating, I couldn't lift my arms. Uh, luckily, uh, my partner was in the house, my master, sorry, and uh, I let out a, a faint cry for help, and he came to my aid. Uh, no doubt that it wasn't as serious as I first imagined it. Uh, again, displacement of fluid in your body. Once I, once I stopped the floor, once I took a needle out, uh, I had a little quick panic. Hmm. A, a few minutes afterwards, I was perfectly back to back to normal. So. No doubt it's a temporary thing. But for me, that was sadly where the experience ended. I would have 
after after I had some time to think about it, I would have quite happily tried it again. But mm. uh, Master said no to that. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. As, yeah. as you can understand. Probably best to do it supervised next time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, again, this is where my addictive personality comes into it, and <laughs> that's not where it ended for me. Okay. To, to a degree, to, well, to get... Oops, sorry, we're breaking up again. <laughs> Guys. Okay, are we back? We've got you back. Yeah. Right, so, sorry, as I was saying, yeah, my addictive personality kicked in. Mm-hmm. And it takes some time to get saline in the UK. Uh, there might be suppliers in the UK where you can get it from, but 99% of the places you need a prescription. Mm-hmm. So what I did is I ordered, like for my first time, I ordered from a place in Germany. Uh-huh. Don't need a prescription from them, so great. Takes about a week or so to arrive. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, then it can go from there. Now, knowing that I was banned from it, I was very naughty puppy. I wanted to do it again. Uh, you can, if you can understand my draw behind it, my attraction to it, you can understand that <laughs> well, that wasn't going to stop me. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I would love to have got more saline and tried again, but as you know, it takes a lot of time and preparation to get it. And I kind of wanted to do it without Master being around to tell me off, but no saline to hand. So. What's the most dangerous thing that you can think to do to inject into your body? Doing it with tap water. Who? Sorry, we broke up there, but I did hear tap water. Yes. Uh, tap water, it's probably not as dangerous, actually, as what I did. Uh, I do. I used air. <gasps> yeah. Mm. Now, don't get us wrong. There are people out there that do it with... Uh, gases, uh, you can use CO, like a sterile CO2 or N2O. Uh, I've seen that done many times, and people don't have complications or drawbacks to that. But the risk is so, so much greater uh, using yes. ga- when, when using gases full stop. Because yes. obviously, I'm not a medical professional. If you hit a vein and insert a gas into that vein, bad things will happen. <coughs> Specifically, if it's air. Now, luckily, that's not what happened to me. Thank- thankfully, I didn't hit a vein, I didn't inject air, because if I had, I wouldn't have been here speaking it today. Uh, my experience with this was quite, I wouldn't say a good one. Uh, my initial head rush, and you, you sort of lose sight of consequences when you're doing things like this. That was great for that initial moment. And then, uh, once I enjoyed it, once I came out of my senses a little bit later, I was pretty much, oh my god, what have I done? Hmm. Because infection, obviously it's not sterile, infection is a massive chance of infection, mm-hmm. uh, with, which if left untreated, you can basically lose your cotton balls, or yeah. worse, die. <coughs> yeah. uh, air bubbles can work their way into the bloodstream. Oh, yes. One of those gets to your head, and again, you just drop dead on the floor. It's not pretty. Uh, thankfully, none of that happened. But <laughs> uh, if you inject, say, one liter of saline into your body, it's, it'll take about one day to absorb. That's usually the going rate for it. Yeah. You do that with air, and it's going to take ages. And I mean, what I did is because I went to a crazy size, and if you want, guys, I'll send you the picture. 
I'd be intrigued to see. Certainly. Yes, yeah. Got a few pictures, and I really apologise. He probably is going to be a bit squeamish at these, but here we go. Send those over in now. Right. <coughs> So, yeah, they're downloading, or side-loading, or whichever. I'm a computer scientist student, by the way. <laughs> <coughs> right, so coming down nice and quickly. What's yes. side-loading? It's not actually a real term. The real term is actually peer-to-peer. Okay. So, oh. so completely different. So you can... How much volume was that? All right, now, I had no way to measure volume as such, or... Rather, I wasn't thinking about that once I came up with my senses, because basically, mm. I was using a hand pump to pump it in. Oh, okay. <coughs> so, yeah, pretty gruesome. But, uh, so, I had no particular way to measure volume. Uh, you can't get a real good idea, you have nothing to compare it to in those pictures. But, mm. I'd say probably the ball's got about the size of two bunch fists, and the cock was pretty much the same size, well, the same thickness as my forearm. I do have quite skinny forearms, guys, not not like you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, the cock was about the same size as my forearm. So, okay. so yeah, as you can oh. see, pretty pretty extreme, considering that's air in there. Yeah, I've seen pictures of saline going to that size relatively easily and much, much larger. With air, that is the biggest I've ever seen without it being uh, someone very, very, very ill. Yeah. And it, is it just me or is with oxygen it looks a lot more veiny? Like all the veins you can see are pressed against the skin. I think, I think a reason for that is when you're doing it with a fluid, it, it fill, I suppose it fills your cells or something along those lines, it, it swells the cells. But when you're doing it with air, it literally takes the, whatever cavity is in there and expands the cavity rather than expanding the cells. So it yeah. essentially presses the veins to the, to the skin. So. Pretty interesting in the gross way. <laughs> yeah, very much. Wow. Yeah. So, obviously having that much air in your system, mm-hmm. again, massive risks, not good for you. What I did mm-hmm. is I then panicked and I thought, right, I need to get that out of there. Yeah, this is where the story gets particularly cringeworthy. Because Go obviously on. I had to make, obviously I had to pierce the skin to get the air in there. Yeah. Uh, once I was done that, uh, that hole, so to speak, was sealed. That was sealed up. Yep, super and, glue, right? No, no. Uh, I've, I've seen a lot of people do that, but... No, I mean, super glue was developed originally to be a skin adhesive in war zones. Yeah, yeah. So, And you can use it, because as far as I know, it is sterile. Uh, yeah. But for some reason, I just rapidly heal. <laughs> I don't know how. Uh, but that hole seals itself up within seconds. So... So blood clotting, pressure. Yeah, I mean, your body is designed to seal itself. But, yes, anyway. So, yeah. As uh, it sealed. It sealed, and I was panicking. I was thinking, right, I need to get this out of here before, basically before I die. Uh, I then made another incision, so to speak, not an incision, that uh, implies that would be like a knife wound. No, I used a needle and poked a hole in and squeezed the air out, which was painful. But, yeah, yeah, it will have been. Yeah, but I thought that was better than the alternative. Uh, <coughs> well, I had two alternatives at this point, to be honest with you. I could have, one, realised how stupid it was and got myself to hospital, 
But again, with things like this, there's a massive, massive sense of embarrassment. I did not want to go to hospital with that. It's, it's like when you're seeing all these funny articles on the internet where people have got odd items stuck up to their backside. Uh, you, you don't want to go to hospital with things like that. So yeah, at that stage, you've if you do go to hospital, your best bet is not to like lie or anything. Just go in. It's exactly what it looks like. Please help. Yeah. And they will actually treat you with a sense of dignity if you go in being <coughs> honest. Yeah, um, I had a, one of my sister's friends used to work at a hospital as like a secretary. And basically, a lot of people, forget the exact procedure, but when going in to have something extracted from their anus, would often write out their version of events yeah. or forms. And they basically kept them in a big folder of the weirdest ones people have said. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's sad, but that's basically the only entertainment you've got when your job is nine times out of ten people who are dying people who are gruesomely injured or mm. um, people who are just plain stupid and I, I coming in so it. drunk that they're passed out but the funny thing is the how bizarre they got when they tried <coughs> to explain why there was a condom on them already when they fell on them yes naturally <laughs> I think uh, I think I would probably have made it to the front page of that folder of weird and wonderful, so to speak. Uh, but I mean, the best thing I've seen is a little tweet line of um, someone that live tweeted when they went into hospital, and that's perfectly blasé about what it was. It was just the vibrator slipped, and it, they couldn't turn it off, so they have constant vibration in their guts. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, I think the funniest one I must have seen is. Uh, Someone got a Buzz Lightyear toy stuck up there, and then the wings popped out as I couldn't get them. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> but uh, that was quite a gruesome X-ray. Yeah. <laughs> Would it even show up? Well, yeah, I suppose plastic is a dense material. It showed up all right. I've, I can get you the pictures to prove it, guys. <laughs> but, uh, no, I think we're digressing a bit far. Yes. Um, so back to saline. You. You've been through the worst of it. What advice would you give to other people who, despite hearing your horror stories, still want to give it a try and see what it's like to have balls that giant and heavy? But to be honest with you, despite my horror stories here, I would still encourage it. Just as as like with any sexual fetish, for example, sounding or fisting, there are risks. But at the end of the day, people will do whatever they will do to get off. We're all human, we've all got our fantasies, our likes, things like that. So, if you want to do it, do it, but get yourself informed. Do your research, it's it's really important to know what you're doing, because people might see these pictures and do exactly what my horror story until they might go, oh, I want big balls, I know, I can inflate it like a star, I can inflate it like a balloon. People might do that, and th- th- if people do that, there's a good chance that bad things are going to happen. I mean. If it was a percentage chance of bad things happen, I was gonna, I'd say it was going to be like a good 95% chance that you are going to either die or end up in hospital. I'm one of the lucky ones in that sense. Yes, uh, yeah, so, I mean, is there a resource people can go to, a certain website or forum where they can get advice? There, there are a few websites and forums available. Uh, I'll send you the links and you can put them in the notes, guys. Brilliant. Uh, but other than that, I think... <coughs> Sorry, I think the the best thing to do is to get in touch with people who have actually been there and done it themselves. 
Because for all the reading that you can do, for all you can look at forums all day long, it's easier to ask the questions directly, because if you don't understand something, you can have it explained in different terms, something more relatable to yourself. Uh, so yeah, I think the main thing for people who want to try this is do your research, get in touch with someone, but also just remember a few basic pointers of don't rush it, remember yeah. hygiene, and keep yourself calm, basically. <coughs> Doing something like this is a scary experience. Uh, there's no, there's no doubt about it. There's no hiding the fact that it is pretty extreme to most people. So it's gonna, it's gonna be quite scary the first time you do it or see it. So do your research. Honestly, it's, it's not worth not doing. Oh yeah. And if anything goes wrong, <coughs> don't be ashamed about going to hospital straight away. Yeah, exactly. Trust me, they've seen worse. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I mean, I think what the the, the main fear of people when doing this is, I mean, we'll, we'll take vacuum pumping for example here, because obviously the main fear of saline is putting a needle in yourself, as you can imagine. Yep. I think the, the, main, the main fear of people doing any modification down there, temporary, permanent, is getting caught, explaining it to family or friends and the likes. <coughs> so, remember that it's temporary and plan it out well. Uh, like I say, if you vacuum pump uh, to get to the sizes that I used to get to, certainly, and I might as well send you guys some pictures of that. I'll send those through now. If you, if you get to these kind of sizes, then it will take probably about a day, day and a half to go down to plant accordingly and just keep yourself cool. Uh, I've, seen, I've heard horror stories about uh, guys who've done it at night when they get home from work. Not realise that I have to go to work the next day like this, but being able to hide it and then just call in sick. So, <coughs> so just use your brain, really. <laughs> but sorry, can't come into work today. I've got huge balls. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really something that you want to be saying. Although I imagine the excuse would be slightly different. I've got a cold. I'm feeling sick. You get the drift of it. Uh, there are other risks and other factors if you get too extreme into it. Obviously. My my main problem with it was I got addicted. I did more and more increasingly stupid stuff to try and get the size I wanted. And to be honest with you, that's why I'm not allowed to do it anymore. Pumps uh, have been removed from my house. Uh, any method of doing it with air or doing it with saline are out of my reach entirely. Which, to be honest with you, is for the best, definitely, in my, in my regard. But... There's one thing, and I don't know much about it, I won't profess to be a font of all knowledge on this subject, but I've seen about plenty on the forums, people who have pumped at too high a pressure, or injected things wrong, who now suffer from erectile dysfunction. Uh, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. Um, so, basically, to get an erection, you're pumping blood into the <coughs> spongy tissue in your penis, and that makes it you know, bigger and harder. If there is any gap between the spongy bit and the veins, then the blood just sort of skips them and goes back into circulation. And if you do anything that's going to tear between the vein and the sponge, you basically ruin your cup forever. Yeah, yeah so it basically ruptures the material that <coughs> you use to get an erection. Um, so, yes, you do very much need to be careful. Yeah, I mean, as but much... this is only if you're going to really far extremes. I mean, I have heard of people where it got to the point where they were so badly damaged themselves, they can only get themselves erect by pumping. Yeah. And then, like, using a cock rinter, basically keep the pressure, rather than just naturally getting a blood flow there. 
Yeah, I mean, I think vacuum pumping's main invention where it came from was as an, an aid to erectile dysfunction. Obviously, mm. it's grown far beyond its original intended purposes, part of the pun. Uh, so, so, yeah, as, as much as it can be used for that, if done at extreme pressures, it, it can cause problems. So, again, the previous advice applies. Do your research. Keep yourself calm, cool, and collected. I mean, I've, I have tried pumping once. Um, my leather brother, when he was staying over, had one. He bought one on sale, and we spent the night trying it. Quite fun. Got a little bit painful, because it got quite sore. Yeah. I've also seen um, ones where they do it with water. Yes, yeah. Yeah, where instead of air, you use a thicker medium, which would be water, and just um, seal that in and pump it. I mean, Is, that has its own benefits. Uh for certain people that's quicker uh, but regard, regardless when you when doing things like that it all relies on pressure yeah so uh, the, the same applies but one thing I will be I, I will say is that using different mediums like water uh, some people put like bath salts in water and that produces different effects is that yeah uh, I think it has the effect of relaxing the skin around the sack I, I just have this image of a bath bomb going off in one and just a swirl of colour. <laughs> uh, Probably not. No, no. But when, when you're doing things like that, when you are using different mediums, the pressure required and the pressure that your body can handle does change. So, again, I think the best thing it can do in that regard is contact someone who's done it previously. Because there are people out there. So, I think that's for the best. Yeah, use the resources available to you. We live in the information age. Do your research before you try something risky. It's, hmm. you know, it's the least you can do. Exactly, yeah. And there are a lot of resources out there. Uh, I will try and link to you the most, the most useful. Okay, but we can put them in the show Again, notes. anyone wants to contact anyone about it, uh, I'm always available. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. Uh, I'll send you links that you guys can put in there. So if people do want to talk about it, then at least I have an initial point of contact. So. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. And now we have some big news. As you know, our podcast is sponsored by HowToKillASuperhero.com, the book series written by Pablo Green. And guess what? We've got prizes. Because his third book, Transformation Fetish, is coming out end of this month. Awesome. Yes. So to celebrate, we're doing a giveaway of one of his singlets. Yep. All we need from you is a piece of superhero art. And for the purposes of this competition, selfies are out. Yes, it's basically superhero selfie. It can be a photo selfie of you in lycra, spandex, rubber as a superhero. Or you can draw yourself a piece of art. Because basically I love superhero illustrations. Especially ones that are a bit scary. If you wish to send them in. Please just send them in to Kinky Boys Podcast. Kinky Boys Podcast at gmail.com. With the, ta- with the um, tagline of... Let's call it Superhero Selfie. Just put Superhero Selfie in the um, description. And we'll be able to find it much more easily. Yes! And yeah, we look forward to your entrance. And the winner will be picked in a month's time. And we will send you a free high-quality Superhero Singlet. In your size. Yes! So please, get writing in. So, I think that's everything. So... Thank you very much for coming on. It's been great having you. Thank it's you. been a pleasure. I'm Craig. Um, you can find me on Life of Mouse on Tumblr or um, uh, 
uh, Craig the Mouse on Twitter. I'm Adam. I'm GKPBoy on Twitter. That's Geeky Kinky Puppy Boy. Um, or Diesel Pup on Tumblr. Cool. And um, our yeah. special guest has been Pup Sparks. Yeah. Thank you very much. And thank you to your master for giving us permission to interview you. No problem <laughs> at all. No problem. Good. Thank you. Hey. And good night. Mm. Cool. Hi, folks. Craig here. Just wanted to say, if you wish to write in to give us um, opinions, feedback, or even show suggestions, you can email us at kinkboyspodcast at gmail.com. That's kinkboyspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook at facebook forward slash kinkyboyspodcast. And we have a Twitter at kinkyboyspod. You can reach us at any of these, and we're very welcoming for any feedback, suggestions, or show ideas. If you wish to appear on the show talking about a very particular fetish you may have, please feel free to write in.